Hello, this is Curtis Edwards, Vice President of Investor Relations at Hudson Investing. Are you ready to start building your multifamily portfolio? Kent and I are excited to announce our newest deal in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This 157-unit property offers a unique chance to acquire a B-class value-add property for just $120,000 per door. This is well below replacement costs. De-risking the deal even further is a favorable loan assumption with over six years remaining at 3.73% fixed. With 50 economic development projects underway and 70,000 jobs within a 20-minute drive, the South Carolina upstate region is primed for above-average job, population, and rent growth. Don't miss out on this exclusive deal. Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. One of the most important things and questions we kind of talked about this before is uh, that you need to be asking is, does this integrate? Does this system that I'm about to get integrate? Because otherwise your data is going to be sitting on an island that you have to go hire someone to manually get that data out of that system and put it somewhere else. Welcome to Right Around Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools, and I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, fellow investors, and welcome to another episode of Ritter on Real Estate, where we teach you how to passively invest like a pro. Today, my guest is Scott Solari, and Scott is the CEO of RealSync. He is a real estate tech expert. He's been in the industry for a long time in a lot of different and worn a lot of different hats, from mortgage broker to uh, home appraiser to marketing, real estate agent, and and through that, he's really leveraged technology in these different businesses to really drive uh, his growth and productivity. And now he's helping other folks in real estate do that through his business. And so I thought it would be really interesting to have Scott on today to to talk a little bit about that. You know, how do we, as real estate investors, we are so busy. Our, our time, you know, is so valuable and would sit in so many directions and we can only do so much. So for me, automation has been huge uh, for my business and my growth. And so Thought it'd be great to have Scott on to, to talk about that with us and to help us understand how do we build a tech stack? Why should we care about building a tech stack, right? And, and then like, how do we really automate it and how do we really get the value out of it? So Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing some wisdom with us. Yeah, Ken, no problem, man. I'm super excited to be here and uh, excited just to, to talk shop a little bit. And um, I'll give you a, a great example of just off the bat on how automation changed our business. I mean, obviously we're an integration automation platform, but specifically I'll, I'll give you an example. So we, we built a new website earlier in the year and we, uh, we can see by reverse IP lookup, meaning when someone comes to our website, we can see like if they have a business, we can see through the IP address, which business that is. And what we've done is we're able to automate that data into our CRM, which is HubSpot. And then from there, it automatically triggers a campaign to go out to that specific business. So at no point do I have to have some human entering in data in the HubSpot 
in order to start emailing and reaching out to this potential new client or new lead, right? So that's been a game changer for my sales team because they're not spending time, you know, messing around and half the time they can't get to the leads because there's so many of them coming in constantly. They're not making errors by, you know, because they're sitting there entering in data and maybe they enter in the wrong data. It's all automated and integrated and clean. Right. So that's a really great example of what it's done for my business specifically. Obviously, we do it for a lot of other businesses. Yeah. So I'm sure you've yeah. been able to reach out to, to so many more leads because of this process. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and then we're able to see uh, through the HubSpot campaign who's engaging in those emails. Mm. And then it gives us more targeted follow up for our sales team to then make calls to people that are actually engaging, uh, not someone that's really just a cold lead. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so I think that's a great, uh, that's a great kind of testimony on why, you know, why technology matters and, and, and what, what we can do with it. Right. You talked about a lot there and we'll dig into that more in a little bit, but I want to start Scott with like we always do at the top. Tell us a little more about who you are and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So, um, out of college, I actually started, uh, became a certified home appraiser. So I learned a lot about the real estate industry from that aspect. Um, then over time, got a lot of sales training and then worked at a couple of different companies within the real estate space. And then uh, my business partner came to me about five years ago and said, hey, there's like no middleware companies in real estate. And I'm spending all this money on Salesforce and I still got to integrate my, my CRM Salesforce into all these different applications within the, the residential real estate space. And I have no one to do, I need a company. So we, we started RealSync as a, a middleware platform for real estate property tech. And um, over those five years, I mean, the, the first few were just going around actually setting up integrations with a lot of these different applications within the space. A lot of these companies didn't have APIs yet, which is basically the external data within a system that you connect to when you're doing uh, integration. And um, so that's what we were doing the first couple of years before we even started taking on clients and revenue and all that and, and presenting our platform to the space, right? So um, yeah, it's, it's hugely needed. I mean, there's, as you know, there's so many different solutions or systems or applications that you could be using in your tech stack. And I think the most, one of the most important things and questions we kind of talked about this before is uh, that you need to be asking is, does this integrate? Does this mm -hmm. system that I'm about to get integrate? Because otherwise your data is going to be sitting on an island that you have to go hire someone to manually get that data out of that system and put it somewhere else, which is a terrible expense as far as labor is concerned. If you're hiring someone, they should be helping you sell, not doing manual data entry. Yeah. So let so let's start. Like let's think about this as if you know, because because I was in this position at one time before I had yeah. a team and before we had we had this stuff in place. I lived in a very different world. I lived in a world where I was wearing all the hats. Yeah. I was trying to do many things, you know, you're trying to find deals, you're trying to uh, build relationships with investors, you're trying to talk to to banks, you're trying to wear all these different hats, right? And and yeah. and you only have so much time. And so for somebody in that position that's hearing you and saying, "Yeah, uh, cool, a tech stack, automation, that's great. 
I don't have the time to even do what's in front of me. Like, like where does that person start? Like maybe break down, like what are some key systems or softwares that like, where would you start building out the tech stack? Yeah. So I always start with the, with your customer relationship management system, your CRM. Okay. And what's great. I, I would recommend HubSpot specifically. There's a lot of other solutions. Zoho is another one that is really good um, for specifically for this type of uh, business uh, when it comes to investing. Right. But HubSpot's free. So you can start with the, you know, with the CRM portion of HubSpot. It's free, which is great. That's a place where you can house uh, your leads, your contacts, the people that you're going to be reaching out to, all the activity. And it has the, the probably the best Gmail integration that's included um, in of any CRM. So what I would recommend is getting HubSpot, um, making sure that you have some sort of G Suite set up or Gmail that you can then connect uh, just through HubSpot. You just like basically enable a button. And so then all your email communication that you're doing will immediately go into HubSpot and sit on that contact record of that particular maybe investor or person that you're reaching out to that you're trying to connect with. So you're getting, uh, you know, you're getting all this data tracking into that person so that you can go and then, you know, look and see the last time you communicate with them. You can schedule yourself tasks to follow up mm -hmm. with that person. You could see all their data from, you know, obviously their name, email, phone numbers, you can create different uh, life cycle stages or lead statuses. I know a lot of this, is maybe it's a lot of information, but basically it's a great, great way to house the contact record of the person that you're trying to do business with and all the things that you've done for that particular person so that you can see it all right there and you can search it and follow it and find it and know where you left off. Yeah. And, and so I think CRM, that's a great place to start. Yep. Um, you know, and just to relate this to, to folks that are maybe trying to, you know, if you want to be a real estate, if you want to be a syndicator, right. Or, I mean, if you want to be any type of investor, if you want to just own your own properties right out, yeah. um, you're, you still have to, I mean, at a minimum, you got to talk to brokers, right? I mean, real, real estate, is a relationship business. And when you think about the the CRM, the customer relationship management system, I mean, it's all about managing those relationships. And, you know, I mean, there was a time where I thought it was kind of disingenuous to, to be like, oh, I'm going to have it all automated in here and be like, oh, this is somebody's birthday. Like you should be able to remember all that stuff, right? If you really care. Well, when you get thousands of contacts, it becomes impossible, right? Impossible, and so the yeah. way, the way that you create that experience is, by getting that, capturing that information in there and then automating a lot of those systems and then pinging yourself, well, hey, it's this person's birthday. Oh, I should reach out, right? I mean, that's how you create quality relationships. Like in HubSpot, we have lists for brokers. We have lists for lenders. We have lists for various lists for investors, uh, you know, where based on where people are at kind of in their journey, right? You know, have they invested in a bunch of deals with us? Have they not invested with us, right? Are they not even sure they want to invest in real estate yet, right? Like, and it allows you to organize your data and it allows you to have a message that's relevant to that person too. Because I think like that's where a lot of people go wrong is, is, you know, you start and you're like, oh, I'm going to reach out to people and you start blasting out emails. Well, those emails aren't going to be relevant like to everybody, right? So start, you start to be able to just segment, segment that a little bit. But I think to start, it's like, just get the information in there and start getting organized and start keeping notes 
Yep. Of when you talk to people, right? When you talk to people, take notes about what you talked about because it's an incredibly powerful tool. Uh, the second, third time you're talking to somebody to be able to reference the things that you said Huge. Um, in those, Huge. In those such a little things, right? Such a little thing gives you confidence when you're reaching out too. Yeah. Yeah. And you can say, up, oh, right? yeah. And oh, you know, oh, Scott, and I don't know if you actually do it. Oh, Scott's got two kids and, you know, he's, yeah, he's yeah. living in California and he's doing, you know, this and that. And you can, um, you know, reference those different, those different things and make it more personal. And so, so CRM, that that's a great place to start. We kind of understand the importance of that. No matter what your business is, you, you've got, you know, relationships you got to manage and that's where it's they live. Huge. Yeah. And so the nice thing about HubSpot too, and not to just keep plugging HubSpot, but they have tons of uh, integration. They have one of the best APIs in the business. And then additionally, um, you can decide what type of, they say lead type, but what type of contact. So if you have different types of contacts, whether it's a, a broker, an investor or whatever, like you can have all those different types. And like you said, Ken, you can have different lists for marketing. So to step back is like, you need that. I would hire someone, you should not be doing this on your own when it comes to setting up the automation portion of it and setting up workflows. You should hire someone that is good at that, but you can get someone that's affordable, right? Especially if you're trying to grow your business and then they can set up these automations or workflows based on what Kent was talking about. Because when we talk about marketing, uh, nurturing, converting business, you have uh, what's called the the triangle, that the, the three M's is what we call it, media, message, and market, right? Who's your market? What's your message? And then what media are you going to use? Obviously, that could be podcasts, email, video, you know, voicemail drops, like all sorts of things that you can do when it comes to the media. But the message to the market is the most important thing. Getting the message right to your market. So how do you do that? Well, the only way you do that is if you have really accurate data and you know who your market is, and then it's going to allow you to figure out what message does a broker or an investor or whatever need to hear in order to help move them down the funnel to do business with me, right? So the CRM is so important because there's so much you can do with that, right? And that's where it all starts, right? Yeah. So I think that's that's like step one, right? For yeah, everybody. definitely. Get, get a CRM, get all your contacts in there. Get and make sure you can integrate your email, yeah, right? whether it's Outlook or Gmail. your email is huge. It's huge, yeah. What What's the next step? Like what's the next piece that you bring to the table in this stack? So I think, you know, the next thing is like, you, you look at where are you going to get leads, right? Where are you going to find these people that you want to nurture, prospect? And then making sure that those leads are getting automated into your CRM. Right. So whether you're doing social media marketing, um, you know, whether it's a, a lead funnel that people are opting into a landing page or a form, um, you know, wherever it ends up being mm -hmm. that system that you're using to get those leads needs to be automating into your CRM as well, creating a new opportunity or a contact within your CRM that your automation then can work off of, right? So that you're, again, you're not having to go into this other system and get the lead out of that system, then go enter it in the HubSpot that it's automating in. And then that's triggering the campaign or the automation to, to kick off, right? So I think that's the next step. Think about where you're going to get leads. Are you doing it on Facebook? Are you doing it on Google, uh, Twitter, Instagram, right? Are you running ads or are, you know, like I said, are do you have just landing pages? Are you doing you know, webinars, are you doing in-person events? Do you have something where 
the leads getting into some sort of system and then going directly into your CRM, right? I, that's the next thing I look at. Yeah. So, so it's the idea of kind of capturing that email address, right. Yeah. Or, or capturing that contact information uh, from somewhere. And so, yeah. yeah. So how do you recommend people, people start that? I mean, are they, how do you recommend people go, going about kind of figuring out, you know, what, what is their, their medium of choice? Yeah. Well, I think you have to think about what, you know, where does my ideal client live, right? Where are they going online, right? What forums or what information are they looking at in order to then generate that lead, right? So I think at the most basic level would be like, maybe we're doing some Google PPC, right? Some pay-per-click ads. Um, but are you running ads at this point? I don't know. You know, it could be as simple as, um, you know, maybe you're getting a list of people to start reaching out to, right? That that you first are, maybe you're working your your center of influence, your sphere, your database of people that you've known for a long, long time, right? Like if you're mm -hmm. looking for investors to invest with you, I mean, I, I'm sure Ken, you can speak to this, but a good place to start probably is, is business owners, people that have money that want to, you know, expand their portfolio, right? They want to have diversity in where they're investing their money. So that's a good place to start. And that could be starting with relationships and gaining referrals. And then over time, as you're building a business, you actually have some money, then you can start spending into social, but you know, social media is way further up the funnel, right? It's, mm -hmm. you, you know, it, it's going to take a longer time to convert that type of business compared to someone that you may know already and you already have that trusted relationship, right? Yeah. I think start with nurturing the people closest to you, right? right. And, and, and meaning, you know, and me, I found that the most impactful way to do that is just through education. And I think that's a great use of going back to your CRM is using that to provide education to folks on, I mean, just explaining the things that you may already understand, like why should you be investing in real estate, you know, and why is your, your chosen avenue of real estate? Why is that the right one? Right. And starting right. to position yourself um, as that expert. And I think that, that again, you know, bringing all that together and being able to track that information and make decisions off that information is critical. And that's kind of what you're saying, whatever your method of outreach is, making sure you can track that data and kind of bring that in and be able to make decisions off that and like, see how it's working. Yeah. Right? See how it's working. I think like, I, I know when I started, um, I mean, I, I just kind of, I started sending out emails, started making phone calls, but I didn't have any like mechanism to know really what was working right beyond just kind of tracking on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, and, and I can tell you that's definitely not the most effective way. And there's a lot better technology out there now. Um, you don't have to do that type of stuff. And so, so I think those are, those are great tips. Yeah. Cause um, you can set up, you can set up a campaign that, you know, is specific to people that you already have a relationship with. Right. And like, you know, getting them out of your email, maybe that's where they live into yeah. your CRM where you can see all their data and track that. And then don't assume that, 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 all because maybe they're a business owner and they're 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 wealthy or they're doing really well with their life and career. Don't assume that they understand anything about real estate investment. Right. Education is huge. You have to start with the basic education, and that's going to attract the business to you, where you're not chasing it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've got those pieces in place. I mean, taking it kind of back out to that that tech stack as you're putting these yeah. pieces together. I mean, what's the next piece? that you're looking at? So I think the next piece would be um, if, as you start 
bringing on a team. You need some sort of internal system that can integrate with your CRM, but also can allow you to have really good uh, communication. And you use Slack. I use Slack. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an amazing tool when it comes to uh, communicating with your team, being able to search anything, being able to communicate with other businesses. So you can have shared business channels with other businesses that you may be doing a lot of work with. Right. Um, that's, that's key. So what, you know, from our side as doing development and building new integrations constantly, the partners that we partner with to build the integration, we get, we have shared channels where my developers can talk to their developers. Imagine if that, if that had to go through email threads, I mean, we all, right. Right? right. So it's a really, really great tool. I think, you know, once you have two, three, four employees or something like that, um, I mean, even one, honestly, it's not that expensive. Slack's pretty affordable, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, super. Well, I think affordable. it's free to even start, right? I mean, yeah, so, I think similarly. so. I think if you're starting, it's free. And so I love that, that we got a couple of free. I mean, you said HubSpot too. HubSpot has a free op- option to start. So, I mean, really yeah. you take HubSpot, you take Slack, put those, you know, using those together. I mean, with Gmail, you mentioned Gmail, right? Those are all free Gmail. options to yeah, get Gmail's, started, right? Or, or Gmail's personal like Gmail's free, but even five or six. Yeah, it's yeah. very affordable, right? Where you're not yeah, spending and I a think lot. But just putting these things in place and just having those things, I mean, I mean, Slack is one, like you said, email is a terrible way to communicate because so much gets lost. You know, how many, how many just garbage emails do you get in a day? Hundreds oh, it's probably, terrible. right? Yeah. So and then the, Slack, like, when you get a long thread going too, it's like, how do you even find what you're, yeah yeah it's super difficult so slack is a way or or some sort of dedicated channel is a way to get the important communication out of your email right Mm -hmm. and i think as as you get partners or a team it's critical um and we have channels on different deals we have channels on Mm -hmm. you know new acquisitions all kinds of different things you know to be able to stay organized another thing that i've found really valuable is just voice messaging so like yeah. Slack, if you if you have the pro or whatever, you can do voice messages through that. But even just like mm-hmm. on your iPhone, you can do voice messages through text. And I think that's just so much more efficient yeah. um, to be able to communicate than, than having to, to type things out. You just, you're going to save yourself a lot of time. So there's another tip there, but yeah. And you can yeah. quickly huddle with team members too, right? You can get on a quick yeah. call with them um, through it. Yeah. Cause well. it's all about creating efficiencies, right. And yeah. being able to like be virtual, but also like easily be together. And so I think those are, those are some fantastic tool tips there. Um, as we're, th- and, and let's just stick there. Like that, that's a good stack to start with, right? Like yeah. that, get, that gets you a, a long way down the path. But what I want to know is, I mean, there, there's like, the, we, na- we mentioned some tool, tools, but there's hundreds out there. So like, as you're evaluating a CRM, for example, you know, what are some of the things that folks need to be thinking about um, and maybe where are some ways that the folks will go wrong? Yeah, it's it's a great question. So, um, you know, the first thing is like that you need to be asking is, um, does this system integrate? And also as you're going through demos with systems, understanding the culture of that business of like, are they open to integrating with other solutions? Is that part of their mindset about like abundance, right? Rather than being a company that could be closed off and that can be very visible as you're going through that process, right? So that's the first thing that I'm always looking for. Uh, is this a company that is going to continue to expand their product offering, 
right? To where you're not getting pigeonholed at some point with something that you want to be doing within that system and it's not available and it's not going to be available anytime soon, right? And because the last thing you want to be doing is jumping from system to system to do the same thing. It's very frustrating and annoying, right? Um, so is this system something I can expand in? What I love about HubSpot is you can expand into a sales arm for it or, uh, you know, transaction management or deals, right? Like you can expand into a lot of different features that are paid, but maybe maybe you can get those later on down your, you know, as your business grows, right? Um, you know, you definitely need to have, based on uh, your business type, can you have to have some sort of project management solution, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, money money.com is a great solution for that. I have a lot of clientele that uses Trello, which is good for project management as well. We use their other suite. Um, Elysian has uh, a Jira, which is for development solution, which our Jira integrates directly into our Slack. So I can see when my development team is, um, you know, completing tickets or making updates to tickets, right? So, mm-hmm. um you know, that I would say that that's probably another tool that you have to be looking into, right? But is this system going to continue to develop, right? And, and offer more? And can I grow into it? Is there enough that it offers already that I can grow into as my business grows, right? Those are some of the things I'd definitely be looking for. Gotcha. And what are some of the ways that people go wrong when they're when they're picking technology maybe they're you're just too short-sighted or you just don't know what you don't know yeah i think um it's a couple of those things i think it's uh you know a lot of times you'll hear someone in maybe some groups that you are are in uh, online um you know there's a lot of uh social media type groups that you could be involved in to to learn best practices on what you're trying to do right um sometimes people will post how great this solution is and instead of fully doing your due diligence, because that may not be your personality type, you just jump right in without you know, asking all the right questions, right? So I, I see that a lot of times, right? Or it's like the next best thing, right? You see a new solution come out that does everything yours does, but has this one other thing and you want to jump over, over there, but not understanding the complication that could cause to, to move all, everything and all your data over to this new system. And it may not be as good. It just, it, it's, you know, it, it's the next prettiest thing, right? So I, I see a lot of people making those mistakes. Um, also, there's a lot of solutions out there that solve one problem. And this goes back to what I was talking about, being able to grow within the system. You want to work in a system, especially a CRM, that is customizable, right? Um, a lot of the solutions that we see within the real estate property space, uh, the residential space, um, are specific to one thing. And so you kind of get stuck in that one thing. You eventually start to feel the walls around you being like, well, I want to do this, but I can't, you know, because it's not customizable. The great thing about HubSpot, specifically when your hub, well, that's HubSpot, when your hub is your CRM, everything starts your CRM, that solution needs to be customizable. Whether you're using HubSpot or something else, it needs to be customizable. What I mean by that is that you're not just working off of a contact record that you can have additional objects as we call them, whether it's a transaction or project management or deals or sales or marketing, you have all these things that are available within one system where you're not just stuck with one particular type of uh, solution within that Mm -hmm. system, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think one, one other one, 
that I've experienced, I think it's easy to fall into that trap is, you know, like you said, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're real estate investors. I mean, our, our best value is out finding deals, talking with investors, nurturing relationships, right? Not right. trying to learn how to tweak or set up these systems, you know, especially if you're not a tech person. Right. And so there's a lot of people out there you can hire, I mean, integrators and folks that can help you set up these systems and get you off and running. And I think where people can go wrong is being short-sighted and say, oh, I don't want to spend that extra money. I'm going to spend this. In my own experience, the lost time of trying to figure it out is way greater uh, if you really value time and understand what your time's worth per hour than it is to hire somebody to, to help you do that. So hiring somebody to help you do that, just get it up and running, I think is going to create so much more value. So like, like that's my one big tip for folks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let someone that's an expert at that do that. You do what you're an expert at, whether it's building relationships or going to find the deals, let someone else do the the techie stuff. Because the reality is you're right. It's You're going to end up getting stuck and frustrated, then you're going to put it on the back burner. It's not going to get done. Then you have the system that is partially working, but not fully working, right? Because you didn't yeah. uh, invest into it, right? And there's so many different uh, companies out there that do this automation type setup. I mean, we do it within the real estate space for a lot of our clientele will come in and look for custom automation integrations, but also with HubSpot, they have preferred vendors that you can hire that are certified with HubSpot, with all different scopes of work, um, yeah. I can get a lot of the stuff set up and running for you. Yeah. So, you know, Scott, you shared a lot with us today from yeah. you know the start to your tech stack, right? You, your CRM, no matter what your business is, there's going to be folks that you need to talk to and build relationships with, right? Yeah. Starting there, connect it, you know, key thing, kind of connecting it with your email, getting all that information in talked about taking notes when you're talking with folks you can refer back to um talked about building on a communication way a, a communication system that's outside of email right to make sure you can streamline your communication especially as you're partnering and building out teams we talked about the need for project management especially as you go from a one-man show just starting to work with other people it's important to be able to stay on the same page and, and we talked about how to bring kind of all these pieces together um, to really, you know, start your tech stack and, and start to automate. And I mean, you shared the example at the top of the show of how creating the, this automation, how you can, you can bring people so far down the line from a lead standpoint before, you know, folks are actually talking with them, making sure that they're actually somebody that, you know, may want to do what you do or may be interested in and are engaging with you. So you can really yeah. build up these processes and the importance of, Hiring somebody, I think the time is gonna the time is gonna be worth the money to help you build out that system, right? And, right. and make make all this work together. And so, I think that like you can only do so much. So, you, the stuff that isn't your highest and best use, you've either got to automate it, you've got to delegate it, or you got to get rid of it. And yeah. I think automating is always going to be the the cheapest way, right? It's always going to be kind of the easiest way. You set it set it and forget it to a certain extent. So. Um, those are some of my takeaways, uh, from the show. I appreciate you sharing your, your tech expertise with us. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. And one Before, other thing I was going to, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to mention one other thing I kind of forgot is if you get to a place in your business where you, where you build a full website too, obviously that needs to be integrating into your CRM when people are engaging with it or submitting info, of course. Right. Um, and then when it comes to hiring service professionals, another uh, great platform to look at is called Upwork. 
Um, mm -hmm. I've hired people off there that you can hire them for project, just projects, which is great, right? So you can you can hire someone specific and a lot of it's, most of it's online type hiring when it comes to people that are doing you know digital type work, but I've hired accountants through there. I hired a paralegal to do some LLC work for me. Like you can hire amazing people that have tons of experience that just put it up on this platform to do stuff on the side. So it's a great place to look for uh, really great help and it has tons of reviews and everything else, right? So. Yeah, that's well, that's great. I mean, it goes right into that delegate line, Adam, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Upwork's a great way to do that. So Scott, before we let you go, it's time for our keys to success round. And there's four questions I want to ask you. Uh, the first one is, put your investor hat on. If you were going to invest in, in somebody else's deal, you know, somebody had brought you a, a real estate opportunity and you could only ask them one question, what would that one question be? Yeah, my one question would be, um, tell me about experience you've had investing in the past and why they failed. That's kind of two questions. Yeah. But I want, I want to know about their previous experience and what went wrong. You want to hear about experience. the losses? Yeah. What, what do they learn from the losses, right? Right. Because you can ask someone like, hey, like, can I trust you, right? But they can yeah. say yes. And... <laughs> yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think you out. learn it. You learn a ton from your failures, right? And, right. and if you've been doing this long enough. You're going to have some things that inevitably go wrong. And so, I think when someone answers that question, you're going to see some, you'll either get some real authenticity or you'll see some, you know, Yeah. I think you'll be able to read a lot from someone answering that question. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's insightful. Yeah. Next question is what are you most proud of in your career? Um. I think the thing I'm most proud of is that as my career has developed, um, I've not only like in helping others uh, in building business uh, in the, and like, you know, achieve a lot of the goals that they've had. I've also on that path been able to find myself in a position where I don't look at work as work, where I come and, and do this every day and the team I have, and it's just part of who I am. It's part of my life working with these people and working with the businesses that I work with. And it's something that I truly enjoy. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm really grateful, uh, you know, for that, um, that my career has progressed to be in this place. Yeah, that that's awesome. I think that's what we're all going for, right? Yeah. What is a book that everybody should read? Um, so when it comes to like investing, I think, and, and talking about our ultimate tech stack here, I think understanding like sales processes and how uh, a funnel kind of works uh, is a really good thing. So the, the book I'd re recommend is called uh, Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross. He's one of the guys that started Salesforce. Predictable gotcha. Revenue. Gotcha. Nice. We'll make sure that's linked below so folks can check it out. Yep. And last question for you, Scott, is what is your number one key to success? Um, so my number one key, man, is uh is is honestly is staying super clear about like why I do what I do, but also just having gratitude for what I'm doing. Right. And I think when I step back and and put myself in that mindset or uh, that feeling, I'm allowed to project that out to those that I engage with every day and communicate with. And I think so, 
coming from a mindset of being grateful for not only the conversations you're having, but the people that you're working with and the opportunities that you have, I think it really puts you in a great, uh, a great position to be successful and to allow others to be successful around you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think gratitude is one of the most powerful tools we have and one of the most powerful mindsets uh, that you can create, right? If you're, yeah, if you're grateful, I mean, it, it's impossible to have kind of the negative emotions and be grateful at the same time. I think it just puts you in the right type of mindset and gives you a good perspective. Absolutely. It sounds like we both have gone to Tony Robbins at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to learn from that guy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Really I love is. it. I love yeah. it, man. Yeah. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show and 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 giving us kind of an intro into tech and, and yeah. tech stacks and where we should start as investors. If folks want to learn more about you, want to learn more about what you're working on, I mean, how can they reach you? Yeah, um, Scott at realsync.com. Um, you can just go to our website, realsync.com, and kind of see what we're working on. Obviously, most of our technology is geared towards residential property tech, um, but we are expanding into uh, title and mortgage. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities um, depending on you know who you're working with, right? Um, but we do do custom automation type stuff. So if you have a project that you need help with, we're open in the listening and we'll tell you straight up whether or not we can help or not. So, um, but yeah, realsync.com is the best place to go, kind of do a little research and you can um, reach out to us there. Awesome. Well, thanks. We'll make sure all that's listed below so folks could reach you. And Scott, thanks once again for coming on the show and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Yeah, you too, Kent. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, this is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro.